Hey, Katie. Hey, Evan. Hi. Let's let's skip the formalities. I want to ask you: Are you living in your comfort zone? This is what I want to know. I want to know how comfortable you are. Think about the scariest physical challenge you can imagine from skydiving to trekking through a jungle. What would be your approach to being invited to take part? Heck yes, hold my jacket. I would weigh up the pros and cons, but ultimately go with my gut decision. I would weigh up the pros and cons, but still struggle to come to a decision. I would consult my friends and family, talk to my colleagues at work, and still worry about making the wrong choice. Weigh the pros and cons and struggle with my decision. Okay. You dream of a career change, but you're nervous about making the leap. Do you set the ball in motion? Do you plan out pros and cons and find a way to follow your heart? Do you plan out pros and cons in your cost of living budget on a spreadsheet? Sorry, that one's also in the, in the one before. But you still worry yourself silly over the possible consequences. Or do you feel paralyzed by the fear of making the wrong choice? Uh, I set the ball in motion. Hell yeah. You've been unhappy in a relationship for some time and long to move on. You make the decision by listening to your gut instinct, weighing up the pros and cons, but ultimately listening to your gut, weighing up pros and cons and opinions from your friends and family, or asking your friends and family for advice. And you lose a great deal of sleep over possibly making a decision you will regret. Uh, the third one, weighing pros and cons and asking people for advice, and then ultimately going with my gut. <laughs> You've been invited to speak about your career or business on a stage at a local networking event. Do you feel nervous but flattered? Appreciate the opportunity. Appreciate the opportunity but wonder if this is something you'd even enjoy or initially decline, but then wonder if you made a mistake. Nervous but flattered. Your work has given you the opportunity to travel for six months. You feel awesome. Where's my passport? So happy. Time to start planning. Excited but nervous. You might need to work on your language skills and get several vaccinations or worry about safety. Can you really do this? Or overwhelmed and worry about what ifs? Um, start my list. The second one. Oh, the second one. Okay. Yeah. Whoops. I went too far. <laughs> oh, no. Now I have to click back through and remember what you said. <laughs> oh, you got the same thing. Okay. You scored a six. You're a rock star. Don't leap too far. Congratulations on your brave approach to life. Katie, you live outside your comfort zone. That's probably because I have anxiety and everything is outside <laughs> of my comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> So this is Pizza My Heart, and we talk about instant food and bands you haven't heard of, probably, or maybe you have heard of. If you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you've heard of the band we're talking about today because it was the first band we ever covered. Who's that, Katie? Comfy. And that's why we're talking about being comfy. And I'm feeling pretty comfy. Yeah, I've got a I've got a nice, bold Earl Grey tea that I'm drinking. It's chock full of caffeine, and it's 6 p.m., uh, I'm in my overalls and like three shirts, uh, my my nice slippies. Uh, I'm feeling comfortable. I'm in my uh, boyfriend Star Wars T-shirt, but I got it folded up like a crop top. Oh yeah. And then I've got I've got shorts on because I'm sitting right in front of my radiator because I'm using it as a desk. That sounds. So it's pretty. It's pretty comfy. Yeah, pretty it's very comfy. toasty. Yeah. And you're living comfy. outside your comfort zone. I want to know though, Katie. I have this other quiz. And it's mm -hmm. called How Comfortable Are You in Your Own Skin Brackets for Girls. Um, now, correct okay. me if I'm wrong. You're girls? Are you girls? I'm all girls. I'm Every girl okay. is me. I'm every girl. It's all in me. <laughs> Just, yeah, that's the teen version of that song. I'm every teen girl. Are you comfortable wearing shorts? Kind yes. of, not really, or yes. Okay. Yes. When you walk around in a social setting... Are you comfortable? I feel like a klutz sometimes. Yes, I float around the room. I feel like a klutz sometimes. Okay. Well, well, there's only I feel like a klutz and sometimes. Oh, sometimes? Okay. Are you confident? Sometimes not really or yes? Sometimes. Okay. You didn't sound very confident there. <laughs> Do you wear baggy clothes all the time when appropriate or not very often? Not very often. Is there a part of your body you want to hide? I always want to hide only one part 
And I have my insecurities, but there's no reason to hide them. I have my insecurities, but there's no reason to hide them. Do you notice when you're hungry or full? I hardly ever notice. It takes a while to notice and usually all the time. All the time? Okay. Do you enjoy... <laughs> yeah, it's, it seems, that seems... Do you enjoy moving? I love all the things my body can do. Either not really or I exercise excessively, gotta stay fit, and sometimes. That's weird. One of them's yes. <laughs> one of them's a no and too much. And one of them's in the middle. That's a really weird spread. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have to move to do things, so yeah. How well do you take care of yourself? Okay, I don't eat healthy or enough, and I don't always get enough rest, or I have good hygiene, eat plenty, and enjoy moving. The second one. Okay. Do you compare yourself to others sometimes all the time, or I like myself the way I am? Sometimes. Yeah, that's fair. If you could change something about your appearance, what would you change? Nothing, I'm perfect. No, sorry. <laughs> Nothing. I'm not perfect, but I'm content with what I have. Everything, or I would change one or two things. I would change one or two things. What would those be? That's This is a extracurricular. You don't have to answer. Um, I don't like my nose. Hmm. Yeah, and maybe maybe I'd have bigger boobs. Okay, that's fair. Hey, and the thing is, those are two things that you can change, you know? They are, and I think the fact that I haven't means that I'm, like, probably pretty okay with it. Yeah, that's fair. Because I could I'll, theoretically afford both of those things, but yeah. I just don't see the point. Yeah, it's also, like... Also, Adam was telling me that if you get a nose job, like, the rest of your facial features and whatever change as you age, but your nose is just, like, frozen in time as that nose job forever. <laughs> so, like, that really freaked me out. The woman whose nose was frozen in time. <laughs> My mom always said, God gives you the nose that fits your face. But she didn't have a Sicilian-shaped nose. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's shaped like the island of Sicily. Yeah, it's really um, crooked. They call me Owen Wilson. Oh, no. They shouldn't do that. <laughs> they should see your nose and say, wow. Wow. <laughs> no, oh, I got the answers, by the way. Oh, For 50%. Okay. You are, you're comfortable in your own skin. You may have your down days, brackets we all do, but as a whole, you like yourself and are grateful for the amazing creation God gave you when, capital H, he made your body. I was not expecting the Christian tinge to this. Mm. <laughs> oh my goodness. There's the next, the next suggested test is called am I homophobic? Do you think it's going to talk about God as well? I wonder. Do you want to take it? <laughs> the first comment is, I'm gay. I don't know why I took this. Oh, I think we should take it. <laughs> okay. Um, do I, okay. How do you feel about same-sex marriage? It's utterly disgusting. I'm against it, but can do nothing. It's great progress. I don't care. It's nothing to do with me. It's great progress. It 2010, great. baby. How would you react if a same-sex person confessed their love for you? I'd make it clear that I'm not interested but keep and keep my distance. I'd insult and spread rumors about them. Oh, my God. Or bully them. I'd ignore oh them and stop talking to them. I'd apologize because I don't feel the same way but stay in good terms. I guess that, yeah. Yeah, probably. 
mean, and they probably would be able to tell because I have a boyfriend. Yeah, that's fair. You do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they could think you're bi, you know, but uh, that's true. Well, I mean, taken, I guess, is the thing. Yeah, taken exactly. Have you ever had a same-sex crush on someone once or twice, but it was nothing serious? Never. That's disgu- disgusting. And all my crushes are same-sex. Once or twice. Yeah, it's weird that there's not a no, no. but I'm not opposed to. It's like only never. <laughs> You're either you're a little bit gay or you're not gay. Yeah. What do you think about guys wearing makeup? I don't really mind it, but I still think makeup is for girls. That's so against nature makeup, which is nature, and it's their personal choice. It's their personal choice. Also, makeup was originally for men. Yeah. Just like heels. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna side eye you because I wear makeup sometimes. I know you do. I don't give a shit. Make have you ever good. <laughs> have you ever kissed a person? Also, we had a fucking topic. I don't think we even have to do it. I think this is it now. Have you? We were going to talk about our favorite comfort foods. Mine's bugging honey barbecue chicken wings. Like we don't have to do this. I love th- these tests. Have you ever <laughs> kissed a person of the same gender? No, yes. and I don't want. Okay, so I'll go to the yes. Yes, and I enjoyed it. And yes, but I wouldn't want to do it again. Yes, and I enjoyed it. Okay, same. What was, do you think it was a about Brazilian. <laughs> Marcella? Yeah. Yeah, I figured. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about gay, lesbian, or trans porn? Cool. Uh, there's they should burn in hell. Oh it's my their God. own choice. I like it and hot, but not for real life. None of these answers fit me. I don't really yeah. watch porn, but like cool. That's fair. So I guess what yeah. everyone's closest to that hot, I guess. Well, that, but it's, it's it's hot, but not for real life. Like, oh, yeah, I don't know. No, that's bullshit. What is there? Just a yes. There's an I like it, All or right, there's like, an it's their own. Ch- <laughs> I, I like it. I guess. Yeah, I like it. I, like sure. it, I guess. If I watched porn, I wouldn't be opposed to who's yeah. doing it. What if someone you care about came out as uh, LGBTQ plus? I'd hate or insult them. I'd support oh them. God. I'd just say stay away from me. And I wouldn't care. Nothing would change between us. I would support them. Of course. The I feel fudge. like I know where this quest, where this test is going to end up. Um, do you think one day you'll be part of the LGBTQ plus community? Who knows? I'm already part of it. No, I'm sure I'm straight. Never. I'm a normal person. What? Yeah. Oh, no. And yes, I, I'm not sure I'm totally straight. Uh, I'm an ally. There was a while where I thought I was asexual. That puts me on the the spectrum. But like, I would just say, I don't know, are allies on the spectrum? Probably not, but I support the spectrum. Uh, I don't know. What's the closest to that? No, I'm sure I'm straight. Or yes, I'm not sure I'm totally straight. Yes, I'm not sure I'm totally straight. Nobody is, right? Yeah, honestly, no one is. Um, Do you think same-sex couples have the right to make a family or raise children? Yes, no, or it's none of my business. Yes. Yes. Also, I'm hoping if you don't, if you aren't answering this, this is a fun test because if people who are listening to this podcast aren't answering the same way as we are, they should probably not listen to this podcast. What if we get to the end um, and it's like, you should burden hell? Oh my, oh, oh my goodness. Maybe it is. How do you feel about trans people? They're committing a crime against nature. I, oh d- I, I mean, like not by being trans, but like maybe in other ways, just like the way that everyone is, like maybe... Just like pollution. They use paper um, products and have a yeah, carbon they, footprint? They, yeah, they use too much <laughs> plastic. 
Um, I don't care as long as they stay away from me. It's wonderful that people can become who they truly are. It's none of my business. Brackets neutral. It's wonderful. Also, like, imagine if there was a stereotype and people were like, ah, oh, those those trans, they don't like to recycle. Trans don't people them. don't recycle. It's the new, it's the new uh, slur. Um, oh my God. Am ready for your result? You're most yeah. likely you're most likely not homophobic at all. You support the LGBTQ community and you believe it's the humane thing to do when people come out because they they can show who they truly are. I sure, but I wouldn't say I believe it's the humane thing to do. I would just say it's like the it normal is, yeah, thing right. to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, no, um, I gotta make the humane decision here. <laughs> That's like when you are trying to decide to put a dog down. Yeah. <laughs> Completely unrelated. What website um, is this? Maybe we should this is, say. This is allthetests.com. The other... Ca- okay, so if more categories like, am I transgender? Am I bisexual? Am I a lesbian? Am I a boy or girl? Am I gay? Uh, what is my sexuality? Teen Wolf. Uh, and when and when will I get my first period? Um, for for me, it was 9, 10 p.m. Um, you got your first period? That's when I had first period, yeah. Oh, cool. Um And I think we should probably move on to the band now. That was fun. I think that everyone should fun. check out allthetests.com for these terrible, terrible tests. And just, I, yeah, feel feel maybe a little bit better about yourself from these yeah. tests. Or worse, I don't know. So interesting. My comfort food is buttered pasta, but you got to make it right. Yeah, that's, I'm gonna that's say. fair. I've recently, wrong, recently beginning into butter pasta. So. Are you are you adding the butter directly into the pasta with a little bit of your pasta water so it emulsifies properly? Yeah, I am. And you get like a so- nice. Did you see that I'm binging with Babish? Yes, that is where I found out about it. Because the community episode? Uh, I don't remember which episode. He always says it whenever he makes pa- pasta. Mm. Well, I'm proud of you. Uh, let's talk about Comfy. Yeah, let's talk about this band. So this was so we reviewed uh, in 2018 their album "Thanks for the Ride" as our first ever official episode, and uh, looks they like they were we, so brave to let us too. Yeah, and now they wanted us to review this album. And hey, guess what? That's what we're gonna do. No holds barred. No pulling back. No. Uh, you know, this is going to be uncut, uncensored, except for when I take out all the ums and dead space. So. <laughs> we love them. They're nice. They're a nice group of people and they're friends with another Michael. So, you know. Yeah, this is this is folks, you know. Yeah. And they're from like central New York, but they were all in Philly together. And I just think it's like an interesting it's an interesting family, you know. Yeah. So before anything came out, Connor, the the creator of Comfy, messaged me and was like, well, he texted me, actually, so I was, like, really surprised. For some reason, I have a, an image of pants next to his name in my phone, so it comes up as Connor Comfy Pants. I'm not sure where that came from. <laughs> but um, he was like, hey, like, are are you and Evan recording anymore? We have a new album coming out. Like, we, I really loved it last time you talked about our album. Like, And I was like, hell yeah. And he immediately just sent me, like, all the files before they even released a single. So I've been playing around with this, listening to it for a bit. And I gotta say, it's it makes me feel comfy. That's a good way for it to be. Yeah. All right. Um, what song are we talking about first? 
we are going to talk about breaking the habit. Breaking the habit. Breaking the habit. Two, two. Burp. Like the Judas Priest song. Ah, oh, whatever. That was nothing. Okay, let's get into it. I've got other things to do. I won't come around that night if you don't want me to. Telephone you with a stupid joke in the afternoon. I won't feel your warmth at all. When I wake to your above, I suppose I'm waking now. Sunny Have you broken the habit? Do you have any habits you need to break? Uh, I mean, the one I'm working right now is, is uh, you know, eating a lot of sugar and, sh- and 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 salt and such like that. You know, like I talked about last week. Mm. I have the habit of not focusing on my work. I don't know if I can break that habit. I think it's because I have a, a, a brain condition specifically. So it's probably <laughs> fine. I don't know if I have to work, worry about that one. <laughs> No, I think I think all my habits are are pretty all right. You know, I, I got into walking for a bit, but now it's like too cold to comfortably go outside and do walks when it's mm-hmm. like thirty degrees out. Mm, perfect, but when it's like sixteen, oh my god, it's so bad. It's so awful. I hate it. Um, <laughs> you got any habits? Uh, and then we'll talk to, about the song. Yeah, I need to drink more water. That's pretty much my biggest bad habit. Is I will drink coffee all day long and then just switch mm. to wine at dinner time. And have a glass of wine yeah. and then go to bed. So Yeah, you should have a little bit of water in there somewhere. Yeah, so that's the habit I'm trying to break. Trying to drink more water. Wata. I'm actually I'm gonna dr- I'm gonna drop some facts on people real quick. To start hydrating your body in a noticeable way, water often takes about two hours to do that. So once you drink it, it has to go into your stomach. It has to get filtered through like your kidneys and intestines and such like that then it has to go into all your cells and like through i don't know if it goes through your blood or whatever maybe probably i mean it's liquid right so probably i don't exactly know how it works but it has to go through a lot of steps before it starts getting to like your joints you know all the fluid in your joints and stuff like that and 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 like and um so just if you need to be hydrated you got to make sure you're hydrating a long time before you're going to need it, you know? And that's mm. something I think people don't really know is that like if you wake up with a dry mouth, you should drink water like an hour and a half before you go to bed, you know? You should mm. you should make sure that you're hydrated then. And that's just mm. something people don't tell you about. Hmm. No, I didn't know. Thank you. Yeah, that's just a fun fact. Anyway, let's talk <laughs> about this song. Um Yeah. Yeah, I mean like you I think one of the things you mentioned on this is that it's got like some some ripping guitar solo parts Um, yeah and i think that's uh yeah you want to talk about those sure i mean he always goes from this like strummy upbeat electric guitar to these like solos that are like more rock and like noise related and that dichotomy Mm -hmm. i just really enjoy it's seen it's like their little trademark you know it kind of ties all their work Mm -hmm. together over the years 
And it's, it's that musical narrative, you know? Yeah, it feels very much like comfy, like breaking the habit in an interesting way, like, you know, uh, when you look at it from a meta standpoint, if, if the if the habit is to sound like the previous album, then that habit is not broken, um, at least on this track, uh, in that it's very much like, oh, yeah, okay, this is comfy. This, like, having not listened to their first album in a while, I was just like, okay, I immediately remember what the last album sounds like, which is not a bad mm-hmm. thing, because I, I don't think throughout the whole album it sounds like it's rehashing sounds and ideas from the first album. Um, I think that it's doing its old thing, but like you definitely hear uh, where they came from. And I think that that's, you know, that's an important thing. Like, I think that that's a fun thing to do at the beginning of the album is the at the beginning of an album is like, here's what we normally sound like, you know? Yeah. And I mean, when you and listen to, to big artists places. like Bon Iver, it's like, oh, this is Bon Iver or like the Mountain Goats is like, oh, this is mm-hmm. the Mountain Goats or like, oh, this is Tame Impala because they have those iconic kind of sounds and configurations of their songs. Yeah. Um, which is what and we see continued here. as well. Yeah. I wonder if it's the same because, you know, they're like such a conglomerate. I wonder if it's been the same, you know, mix master person or if they do it themselves. I don't know that. I mean, I, I think it's think it's scoops oh it could be scoops oh no well this uh, this one was scoops who we've seen before i don't remember does scoops do another michael he has that... i've like met okay. him in real life and his girlfriend leah they're very sweet humans nice last one was mixed by uh evan Marais. Mm. and uh this one was mixed by but I believe they, yeah, they were both max, mastered by the same person, uh, Nick Sebastiano. So I would imagine oh, that, like, I know, you know Nick. and and and, and like Connor, Michael. Oh, okay. And yeah. I mean, Connor is like doing a lot of this stuff himself, right? So I assume so, especially in this day and age. Yeah. So obviously, you're gonna have that that similarity, you know? Yeah. Um, they, you know, I mean, the the people that you work with, like. The thing is that it's it's not always just the fact that they're mixing, but it's the fact that like when they're the people that you mix with, you start picking up their tactics, right? So like a lot of those, um, are pro- there are probably similar things happening in the mix with Comfy and another Michael and like Daryl Ron, right? Um, yeah. And all these other relatively similar people. Um, but yeah, I think I think breaking the habits, uh, pretty solid. I really, you know. I think it's always fun to end a song on a on a repeat. You know, yeah, I, th- you were I think that that's along. like a yeah. Of course, it's 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 pretty fun. I think it's like an easy way to get the crowd involved if you're playing with a crowd is just like repeat something at the end. But like the end of a song feels like the right place to repeat the main phrase. Yeah, like, you can just you know fade out. Yeah, exactly. Like because then it becomes this. It, it is a refrain, right? Like it, it isn't a chorus, it's a refrain. And sometimes chorus and refrain mean the same thing and sometimes they don't. And I think in this case, that just becomes this, uh, like you see it in the title, but also repeating it at the end, it becomes the thesis statement. And I think that that's like a really good way to do that. I did that recently in my song called Despite Concrete, where like the, it ends with like repeating I will grow despite concrete like eight times. And one of my favorite songs, Somewhere a Judge, ends with, I don't know why I'm so mean each time I come to visit. 
right? Like by by Hop Along, obviously. And like that kind of becomes the thesis statement of the song when mm. you repeat it at the end. Um, and they do, they, I think they repeat that like 16 times or something like or like, I think it's like, it's like 10 times apparently. Um, and I think that that's like such a cool thing to do, you know, is I think, I think, I think they did it differently where it's like, it's a different phrase. And so it kind mm-hmm. of tie in the way that a title of a song can sometimes be like the piece of the, of the plot that kind of hooks everything together. I think you can do that with the title and with a refrain at the end. So, um. yeah, I am in terms of like repeating and phrases, the whole song. And I think this is another very comfy thing is they're so narrative. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And you can tell it has inside jokes from Connor's life, but it also feels like you have inside jokes with Connor. You're almost like, haha, yeah, he would call me and tell me a funny joke. I mean, he wouldn't call me or tell me a funny joke, but when you're listening to the song, it feels relatable. Uh, right. We have those friends. So this narration, you know, in, in terms of this song specifically, I would say that when Comfy delivers their new album, What For? Right? What For? Volume 4. Oops. When Comfy <laughs> delivers their album, Volume 4. Who the hell sings What For? Whatever. When Comfy delivers their album, Volume 4... They don't break their habit in like the best way. I'm very mm-hmm. happy that the the sounds that make comfy comfy are still here because yeah. some bands they do that, but every album sounds the same. Doesn't happen here. And yeah. other bands they change their sound drastically, and then they lose their entire fan base. They may pick up a new one, but like they lose a lot of people. Yeah. Um. So, my thoughts. Yeah, I think it's good. I think a good way to keep your fan base is, I mean, obviously like is to make those changes kind of gradual and you know, a good band is going to keep the things that make them that band across eras, you know? Um, yeah. It's like obviously different chapters. Like, yeah, exactly. Or, you know, um, like a reboot, you know, mm-hmm. or like like American Horror Story, all of the seasons fit in the same framework, but they're different. Exactly. So, Katie, you heard it here first. Katie from Pizza My Heart says, "Comfy the band album volume four. It's an American Horror Story." Oh my uh, god! That's what you said. Uh, no. <laughs> so, so one of the things I'd like to talk about here, uh, just you know, as a kind of more overarching thing about the album, and having you know, there's sort of being precedence for it in this track is that when you have three years between albums, one of the things that you need to prove in that time is like, like technical improvement or, you know, some sort of improvement in some area. Like, obviously you, you don't want to stagnate. Like, I think getting better is one of the things that allows you to, to write more interesting stuff. And I think the instrumentals on, on this album have absolutely showed that like, there's so much tighter from what I recall from the first album like everything sounds like it it fits together and transitions you know really nicely especially like the first three songs kind of just flow into each other and I think that's like because uh, I was worried I saw that this album was 14 tracks long but only, and but then I saw it was only 30 minutes and I was like oh okay and um, I think this is the way that you do it where it's like it kind of seems like you said more like chapters um, mm-hmm. although chapters in a different context but I think one yeah. of the things is that um I think that Connor's voice is stronger on this album. And I mean that in a sort of technical, like 
standpoint, it still kind of feels like it's being pulled back. Like there's a lot of straining in the vocals. Um, and I think for me as someone who is like someone who like admittedly is not a great singer pitch wise, I totally get it. So I, you know, I don't say that with any, with any hate or anything, but it sort of feels like they're straining and there are points where like, like in this song, there's some jumps to notes that just aren't there. Like it just doesn't quite get to the note. And, um, I think that's something that like, that takes me out of it a little bit here and there, but I think overall it is a stronger vocal performance on this album than on the previous one. And that's like, when you have three years between albums, you better get better, <laughs> you know? Like, um, you know, we had we had Cosmonaut cassettes on last week, my friend Jimbers, and like, I remember listening to his stuff early on and he was not a great singer. I can say that honestly now because he is good now. Like he has improved noticeably. And I think that like, if you're gonna take a big gap and, and continue working on music, like, you can be a better singer, like pitch wise. That is just a skill you can improve. And I think it's good to see that it has improved. Although I still think that there are points where it's like, sort of feels like it's being pulled back or like, it's not fully going for it. You know, do you hear that? I mean, I like punk music and a lot of punk music mm -hmm. is kind of like strained vocals and like not focusing so much on like hitting notes or pitch. It's more about like the mm -hmm. energy and like the texture. Right. So I don't really notice those kinds of things because that's kind of my alley. Like I like a good pavement. I like, you know, I like early black lips and they, and not that the vocals are harsh, but they're definitely not, you know, a Carly Rae Jepsen. I'm sure they can all sing a scale, but when they get up on stage, it's more about like the, the, the energy and yeah, like and energy the, can absolutely yeah. carry pitchiness for sure. So, but also I, even directing the musical, there are days during vocal warmups where I hit all the notes. And I'm like, damn, I sound good. And then there are days where maybe I just don't warm up properly. And I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, how am I going to sing with these children today? How am I? Gonna <laughs> I can't reach these notes. They're 11. <laughs> yeah. So 100%. it all kind of it just depends. And if it's part of your character or your persona, like I, th I think it is with comfy. I think it's a choice, although it does improve. It sounds a little bit more polished than some of the past comfy works yeah. I've listened to. Um, sometimes it's just, you know, it's just a choice. I can't choose to sound that way when I'm teaching sixth graders how to sing, but <laughs> Connor can choose that when he's, you know, in this like kind of punk lifestyle. Yeah. I, I for sure see that. You know, because I think that there are points where, like, I think the biggest comparison for me on this one is that there are just a lot of points where it feels like Christmas Island era AJJ, more so just kind of like like little things here and there where I'm just like, oh, that kind of sounds like that thing. And in that context, I think it's like, I mean, that's folk punk, right? And I think this is like heavier than that. It's more like traditional rock with a lot of the instrumentation, but they're definitely in that area where, you know, the energy carries it. I, I think for me, it's sometimes I feel like the energy isn't quite there to carry it, you know, mm, um, mm -hmm. where it's like in AJJ, like, it's just full, you know, one of the things you, you could say a lot of stuff about AJJ, <laughs> but you can't say that they are, they aren't like 100% full force for it all the time. So, and mm -hmm. I think that that's, that's there uh, at times on this album and not there at other times. So good, good growing critique. Yeah. What's the next song that we wanted to talk about? 
We're going to talk about Guy in My Head. Okay, let's get into it. Yeah, so so to put it in perspective, like in reference to what I was saying before, the chorus of this song is a place where that energy is all the way there, and it it matches the instrumentation. And like I I like this track. I really like that chorus, especially. I think it's I mean it's it's catchy. You know, I think that is something something that I think that uh, punk bands like folk punk bands and 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 you know regular punk bands and stuff like that and, and even you know a lot of genres don't focus on being catchy you know and i think that's fine that's a genre based choice a lot of the time but i think it's pretty great when a song is catchy and you want to sing along to it even if you've like only heard it a couple of times i think this is a great example of it uh and the guitar solo like the the, yeah. the guitar solos on this album like throughout it are just ripping and like undeniably like I think Fine. the highlight for me like any song that's got a, a guitar solo in it it's like you know one of the best things about that song but uh, yeah well one of the really cool things about comfy is that they they kind of touch on all these really great like choices from the 80s yeah and they just like drop them in there and they're from necessarily like 80s genres that wouldn't mix but they do. What do you mean Comfy's exactly? work. Um, what's, like, what's your example from this song? Like I can see a lot of like XTC influence in the delivery of lyrics. We'll say like the kind of quicker based lyrics with the the pairing with the guitar, and then the little bit of synth, which also feels like that kind of era. But then you wouldn't necessarily hear a guitar solo that's shredding and something right. that's like a new wave kind of sound like XTC is. So it kind of right. adds yeah, yeah, this yeah. like rock, you know, element into an otherwise kind of new wavy sound. But you also can't like n you can't deny that there are also punk influences from like the clash, mm -hmm. uh, like in the in the guitar um, throughout the rest of the song. So I think that's something really unique to Comfy. And I think that's why, you know, I think they have a pretty big fan base is because there's kind of something for a lot of different people who like genres Mm -hmm. kind of trickling their way in and like finding that thing that makes it click for them, you know? Yeah. Are you a fan of genres just in general? <laughs> you might um, like comfy. Um, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you were asking me, I was going to be like, I guess I like genres. I like to know which ones I'm exploring. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that, I think you're right. This is very much, uh, there's, it, it does, jump around to, you know, like influences from different places. So like, I think the primary one is it feels like, you know, folk punk, but 
in the way that like you could say neutral milk hotel is folk punk which it like mm. isn't really but like you could put it with that like you could put neutral milk hotel on a folk punk playlist and people would be like oh yeah and i think that you could like mix that genre um i don't even know what genre that band is um <laughs> and you could mix mix that together with like bits of 80s and stuff like that i think i think it uh it does a real i think that's that's the thing about it is it's it's often being approached from this like punky kind of song format but then just putting a guitar solo in it which is just a you know that's a convention of rock music like yeah and like sorry go ahead and no, then you're I'll good. say my thought you, okay you go. to put a guitar solo in a song that's a minute and 40 seconds long but still make it feel like a full song is kind yeah. of a feat for sure you know i th- i genuinely think it's the kind of songs thing before yeah I think it's the kind of thing that makes um I think it's it's one of those things where if you're doing a short song and but but you feel like the song is just that length like you're not just cutting a song off halfway through like having an instrumental break in it is one of those things where it's like well this 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 song can't have been that short there was a guitar solo in it um this song like has to have been a a fully realized concept and i think that like most of the tracks on this song are i think under three minutes i think the Mm -hmm. longest one is 334 you know like it just keeps moving and i think if that's what you're gonna do and you're just gonna sprinkle things in here and there and have it follow this really clear flow from song to song that makes sense Sometimes it's sort of like you feel like that solo happens as a part of the other songs around it, you know, in the way that like track number one, Be Fun Demo, is just like an instrumental, but it kind of feels like it is part of Break Your Fall, which is part of Breaking the Habit, and those all kind of become one thing, and then it doesn't feel weird that one short song has this thing that you wouldn't expect a short song to have because you're tying it into the concept of everything around it where it feels like you have more face you have more space to explore those instrumental avenues when you have everything work together and i think they did a great job of that yeah i mean i paused guy in my head uh, late when we were gonna pick up recording because the beginning of second verse could also be the end <laughs> to guy in my head yeah. Just to further illustrate your point. Exactly. And I fell uh, for it. <laughs> <laughs> what uh what song are we talking about? What what's our last song? I think we're we're really bopping along on this episode, which is what I like. I want to keep these episodes a little tighter. What do you uh what what's our what's our Katie? Hey Katie. Katie, mm-hmm. Katie, Katie, Katie. Yeah. Come here. Yeah. Come here. Mm-hmm. Hey, come here. I, for some reason I keep putting my ear closer to my mic. I'm not sure what that's doing. <laughs> but speak to me. <laughs> What song are we doing last? Only kidding. I thought I thought we were doing a third song. Yeah, only kidding. Oh, so we're just doing. Oh, you were just you just okay. Well, no, no, no. Track All right, this was 12. Pizza in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> track twelve is only kidding. Uh, I feel like I just messed up my mic with that sound. Okay, let's listen to it. But it- 
I just want to say shout out to Scoops for the bass on this track because I think the bass was was punching through. I really liked it. Uh, I checked the liner notes to see who was playing it, which is a cool thing to provide. Like not only did they post the lyrics, like 100% full marks for that, um, but also saying who did everything on each track, I think is very cool. So I can give some uh, specific praise for a thing on a track that I really liked, which was the bass. Thanks, Scoops. That's uh, so. I want you to talk about this album lyrically because I don't think we really have, and uh, uh, I want to hear your thoughts on some stuff. Yeah, let me pull up the lyrics because I actually this time around I tried not to read them while listening. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me go to their band camp. But I will say that my computer almost said "just kidding." And like shit the bed during our recording. Oh dear. I mean, you heard it. It was getting all crackly. I, I, there's a shelf on my radiator, but the heat still comes through and it was just, it was just too much with all the stuff that's going on. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of what I expected to see because I have listened to the song so many times. Um, Mm -hmm. So Cotter writes his song lyrics kind of like I write poetry. Yeah where it's like little stanzas. But the interesting thing is, is that they're all, like I said before, they're very narrative. So it's almost like you're reading a story. So you could, I'll just read, um, I'll just read one part of it. I'm not trying to be funny this time, but if you're still laughing, then it's all right. No, it's a joke. I'm only kidding. What a way to waste all my time. Parched, wondering if it's safe to drink the water. Could read like a poem. Could read like a story. Um, but the good thing about Only Kidding is that it is so authentically how people address, not all people, but how many people, in my opinion, address their love interests, their crushes, right? They, they're like, oh, actually, now that I, now that something happened, right, I'm realizing that I do have a crush on this person. And what am I going to do about these feelings, and I think that, you know, it's really, it's just, he's talking to us when I think of it. My heart is like, I don't know. That's how I feel. This is a love song. It doesn't sound like one when you're listening to it, but if you're paying attention to the words, it's a love song. It's someone that's like, has trouble accepting that they have a crush on someone and they're trying to figure out what to do about it. But it's definitely in the spectrum of love songs. Is that what you, th- hmm, interesting. I, I don't see this as a love song. What do you think it is? I am not entirely sure. It's kind of hard to say because it it kind of attacks like both sides of it. And there are some things that I don't really know what they mean uh, or what they refer to. But it kind of seems like someone who is normally kind of jokey, but said something genuine and then everyone started laughing about it. And... um is trying to convey that that they were serious and then it kind of or or is is coping with the fact that it was serious and they didn't think it by like trying to convince themselves that that it was just a joke you know but there's also like there are just things that i i can't really parse about yeah, it i mean i agree with you i mean i just feel like that's how people address their crushes but maybe that's because i'm thinking about valentine's day today uh, to play my own devil's advocate, mm-hmm. it could also be about anxiety or yeah, like men- mental health. More about like embarrassment to me. Mm. Um, so it could but... either be like a, a cute love song or like um, a, a kind of sad song. 
Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, this is, I mean, this is how you can tell that it's, it's very poetry like, right? Is that I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> or that our interpretations are wildly different. Yeah. This is why, like, I, I love when people post the lyrics. I would also really appreciate if people just said what the song is about. And I know that not everyone <laughs> likes that. I really, really like explaining what my songs are about. And That's I know that some people do. That's why we got to invite them on the show. Um, right, exactly. Well, yeah, but then the episodes end up being, like, an hour and a half long. And, you know. Yeah. I, well, think, it's, I, guess... I think it's more fun if we just bumble around and do our best. <laughs> well, because, I mean, you know me. I think of in terms of, like, music videos, right? So the music video. I know video that that's I'm, how you think. My music video thoughts are okay, like. Okay, let's hear I, it. It's been a while. It's time for Katie's music video expose. I'm picturing like two kids portraying like kind of adult like lives. So two kids kind of playing adults, kind of like in um, Little Rascals a little bit. Little Rascals, yeah. And the the one of the characters now has discovered, well, they haven't discovered yet, but they, they have a, a crush maybe on a person. And they're experiencing all these feelings when they're around them. They're feeling like the center of the tension, even though maybe they're not. And like they're they're trying to make the the other person like them, but then like they're not sure if it hits, so they're like trying to brush it off. And then they they kind of think that like oh maybe something's actually wrong with me because they are you know a child in the music video. So they go to the doctor, and the doctor shows them like an X ray of their heart and like explains the birds and the bees, but it's very like cartoony and sweet. And mm-hmm. then like he's like oh okay, and then he's like a new a new version of himself the next day because he has a deeper understanding of him or his or herself and they like go off to be with you know they've beat they've beat their insecurities they've discovered it's a crush and that's okay and then they go off and like have hot dogs together on a picnic blanket and they squirt ketchup in each other's hair i think the ketchup is a great reference to their song ketchup from Mm -hmm. the last album so and i think that's great i think that that's a really cool combination of both of our ideas or both of our interpretations about the song yeah, I mean that's uh, what I pictured in my head anyway while this song was happening. Yeah, that's such you have such an interesting way of thinking about things, and I, I, I always like to hear it, uh, which is why <laughs> we do this podcast. Do you have any final thoughts on this album before we wrap it the heck up? I'm just gonna say it's been a breath of fresh air and like life into an otherwise like quiet <sighs> and like um lo-fi only um feeling Ah. of quarantine did you get a breath of fresh air life no i breathed in directly into my microphone so i got a lot of microphone air wow nice old stale spit beautiful yeah pop filter (laughs) delicious No, I was just saying it's it's a nice it's a nice uh, it's a little a little tidbit to like what life might be like after after we can go outside again. Well, not outside, but like into public settings again. Um, yeah. it, it makes me excited to go see a live show. Um, I've, I don't know about you, but during this time, I've been listening to a lot of like calming, relaxing music because everything is just so stressful and you're in your house all the time. So you're just like sometimes like, on edge, like I just have to go for a walk, you know. Um, so I don't know. This has been like. Ah, yes, I do want to listen to something a little... It's not intense, but it's a little bit more intense than chilled cow lo-fi mixes. Yeah, something that, something that you know, something that you, you need a little bit of volume for, but still keeps you comfy. 
Yeah, scratches the itch. It's something good to sing in the shower and not slip, but still rock out. That's a great way to put it. This is a shower. Actually, I did listen to this in the shower today, so co-sign that thought. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I I would say that this is a really solid kind of, this is a great example of what, you know, rock is these days in that rock is started off as a very, very specific thing. And now you kind of just get rock influence in other genres. And that's kind of how rock manifests itself. Like there's not really any just rock, right? But I think that this album is a really cool combination of a lot of different types of sounds and, and a lot of different feels in um, feels in this in a sort of vibes kind of way and not in a someone from 2012 talking about their emotions kind of way. Although maybe a little bit of that too. Yeah, I think I think it's a really well put together album that is definitely, you know, uh, a quicker listen than it seems because it's I mean, it's daunting at 14 tracks, but the, the the flow makes it really seem like a like you could you could play this whole album as like their live set could just be this album in a row and it would be like yeah good set you know so that's my thoughts yeah no you could and i feel like a lot even their i don't know i've seen comfy play quite a few times you know before i knew any of these people as people um even so you know i i my first comfy show uh i went because my cousin wanted to go and it was at like some showcase in like a a theater in Utica, New York and I was like 15 and I was like okay these are just other kids that needed a venue also playing because they're also Mm -hmm. like 15 and so like I guess I've kind of been a lifelong comfy fan just because my cousin's interest in the local music scene from such a young age Mm -hmm. Um, but I definitely you can definitely definitely 100% play this whole thing as a set and I mean, if we, if we think back, I even booked Comfy to play at Oswego when we went there. Yeah. And they played for Indie Series. So uh, thinking about that set and how much fun that was, I just think anything they do will always be fun. I don't think they'll lose that. And the album art is so much fun also. Yeah, I was wondering if you gonna, were going to mention that because it's pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, while we were talking and doing our like wrap up, I, I bought, I know you hate it, but I bought the cassette. <laughs> I wish you would just buy the digital album so you could send it me comes, the MP3. It comes with the digital. It comes with a digital album. Okay, so I'll send. Cool. I'll send yeah. it to you. Send me those MP3s. Yeah. I'll um, send you the MP3s. But I bought it just so I can like. I bought their last cassette just so I could have it to like support them as well. I used to have a cassette player. It oh, yeah. broke. So maybe maybe I'll get a new a new one at some point. But for the meantime, yeah, you know, maybe I get a new cassette player. There's no T-shirts, so I gotta buy the cassette. The other thing that yeah, you can buy the band. and I, I, have is yeah, is a CD, and I'd rather have a cassette than a CD. Yeah, I suppose as far either. as the thing that you're like a th- a thing with music on it that you're not going to use, you might as well get the one that takes up slightly less space and has a cooler shape. Like that makes sense to me, you know? Yeah, and you can also stack them and put little plants on top. Exactly. And create some levels, you know. Exactly. <laughs> Because, I mean, I, I do, like, if I'm at a live show, I'll buy a CD of someone um, and then just keep it in my car for if I'm ever driving somewhere and my phone dies. Mm. <laughs> or if I'm just like, hmm, yeah, I'm on a, I'm on a long road trip. Let's let's spin this CD of a, of a person I saw live in concert and then never use this CD. 
Yeah. But whatever. Whatever. Um, I also like uh, when you are on Bandcamp and you open up the band picture, it's Connor, but he's playing with my cousin from like five years ago in a T-shirt that just says high school sucks <laughs> from when Jake from another Michael and also bread boy um, wasn't comfy. So uh, that picture really tickles me. And it's, it's also funny. Yeah. High school sucks. <laughs> Very good T-shirt. Um, high school sucks, but you know what doesn't suck? The band Comfy. You can support them by buying their music off of Comfy. That's C-O-M-F-Y dot bandcamp.com. And, you know, that's what we suggest you do. Like, buy an album and then, like, listen to it on Spotify. <laughs> you know, like, give them them, yeah, give or, them, the, ooh, them box and then spin it wherever, you know? Yeah, if, if they've got they a t-shirt. They have a nice t-shirt, like too. I already own it, but they've got a good t-shirt. I think they're on Twitter Look at, at Comfy. Is that also right? Are they com- so at too. Comfy Songs? Mm. So we're following Comfy. Go give a go give a Comfy follow. You can find us at Evan at a ten. Well, I mean, you can find me at Evan at a ten on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, one zero on Instagram, T E N on Twitter, and Katie is at cherubsandwich.avi. We are both at Pizza My Heart Pod on Instagram. If you're listening on Spotify, uh, make sure that you're you know following. And if you are on iTunes, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a review if you can. That'd be great. Uh, but the most important thing is if you think you have a friend who would like this this podcast, send it to them. Tell them, hey, I think you would like this podcast because we're a mouth, slice of this here. Have a have a nice piping hot slice of this. It was sitting out on the counter for a couple hours, but we put it in the in the oven. We warmed it right back up for you. And a, hey good slice that's the end of the podcast we are living outside our comfort zone and we are not homophobic (laughs) and that's it that's the end (laughs) we want you to take another Another little little pizza pizza my heart heart now now, baby baby. and we're also we're actually yeah we're gonna listen to uh be fun demo the track the first track on this as our outro music so have fun with that. Woo!